On this episode of the Medical Sales Guru Podcast, I am going to talk to you about one of the most valuable and overlooked skills in medical sales. Do you want to know what it is? You need to know what it is. Hello, my friends. This is Mace Harf. Welcome to another episode of the Medical Sales Guru Podcast and the Medical Sales Channel on YouTube. For the last 17 years, I've been helping medical sales professionals to earn more by selling more and retaining business without making costly mistakes. And usually I talk about areas where reps can get training or spend more time learning essential skills. And reps and companies tend to focus on when they want to grow their medical sales, they tend to focus on product skills. In other words, knowing your products inside and out, you don't ever want your customer to know your products better than you do. So reps spend time on this and the companies help them. They will also focus on navigating their accounts. How do you get in and out of hospitals? How do you get to the decision makers in hospitals or to the decision makers in a physician practice? To a lesser extent, medical reps focus on their selling skills. In fact, most medical reps tend to think that their selling skills are fine. And it's a pretty easy thing to determine. If your sales are good, if you're consistently exceeding quota, then they're probably okay. In my experience, most medical reps have skills that are average or subpar, but that's not the point of this podcast. So I'm going to skip over that. The other thing though, is when you consider the high burnout rate in healthcare sales, there's one other skill set that is necessary to be able to succeed. In fact, it's necessary really to be able to survive. And I'm talking about having the skills to be able to create time for the most important activities. What are the most important activities? Well, the one that hopefully comes to mind right away is selling. Now, it's not just about creating time for business or for selling, but when you consider the high burnout rate in medical sales, and I'll talk about this in a little bit, creating personal time is also important. Yeah, you want time for selling, but you also want personal time for things such as personal interests or time with family, uh, exercise. Exercise and taking care of your health is critically important. So it's something you want to focus on, but a lot of reps neglect it because they feel like they don't have the time. And in many cases, they don't have the time. Maybe you want to learn a new skill that's not associated with work. Yeah, it's really cool to learn how to sell more and all that. But there's interests that you have outside of work. So you want to be able to devote time and attention to that as well. And of course, if improving your work skills, selling skills, whatever it is, is something that you want to do, you need to have the time for it. I mean, without question. So let's talk about time. Most medical reps have little or no training at all, really, in how to manage their time or their territory. In my experience, reps tend to just go where they're needed, when they're needed. And outside of that, they'll try to squeeze in a few sales calls or do something productive during gaps in customer service activities. So what is the challenge with managing your time and your territory. Well, managing time is not intuitive, even though most sales reps think it is. I mean, how hard can it be? You have a schedule, right? You have a calendar, it's in your iPhone, or you use a paper calendar, whatever it is. And what you do is you use this to fill in appointments 
or schedule tasks, and then you go to those appointments or you perform the tasks. Let me ask you, how often does this happen? It's going to depend on what you do. But here's the reality. Medical sales representatives, to a large extent, they live a 911 existence. There are emergencies, there are crises, and there are opportunities. I mean, let's be honest. If somebody calls you up and say, hey, uh, we want to place the order, you're probably going to drop what you're doing and head over to that account to take the order because that's why you're here. I mean, we all know that you're not going to forsake those sales opportunities. The point is, there's lots of things that demand your immediate attention. Now, most medical reps do really good when there's a crisis or an emergency. I mean, think about it, uh, or an opportunity for that matter. If you have a crisis or an emergency, what do you do? You focus your attention on it. You go to it. It's an opportunity to serve the customer, to get an order, to build a relationship. Plus, it's a pretty easy decision to make, right? Customer needs you, you go there. And here's the other thing which is important from a sales perspective. You see, when you plan a sales activity, or more importantly, when you initiate or engage in that sales opportunity, there is always the possibility of having to deal with rejection. Now, if you've been doing this for a period of time, rejection probably doesn't bother you. But there may be times or instances maybe where you don't know a product particularly well, or you're, or you're calling on a difficult customer, where you don't want to go through the experience and you're anticipating something negative happening. So this, this can have an impact on how you approach it. Whereas customer service activities, pretty easy. No rejection involved. You just go, you take care of it. So let's go back. And I didn't talk about it in this particular podcast yet, but I want to go back to something I frequently talk about. What is your main job function? What is the main role of a salesperson, why did your company hire you or allow you to sell their products? What is it? Well, certainly, one of the reasons is to keep customers happy by making sure that your product or service is delivered in a satisfactory way. But more importantly, it's to sell, to grow the business in the territory. And a lot of reps will, will oftentimes give me some pushback on that. They'll say, well, you know, selling is just part of my job. My job is to keep the customer happy, to make sure the product or service is delivered, you know, to get cases covered. That's what I do. That is true. But let me ask you this question. If you're in medical sales, and I imagine you are because that's why you're here, what is the metric that's used to evaluate your performance? How do they measure whether or not you're meeting their expectations? More than likely, it's probably by your sales numbers. In other words, growing sales throughout the year. Now, to do this, selling, it requires making the effort. In other words, making sales calls. In fact, the number one, number one, sales producing activity without question, is having sales conversations. There's almost a direct link. The more sales conversations you have, usually the more money you're going to earn. That's assume that you know your products, you have some level of sales competency, this will happen. So if sales conversations are so important, why do medical sales representatives, on average, 
use less than 10% of their time for selling. Why is that? Well, the answer you're likely to hear, they don't have the time. You'll frequently hear medical reps say, you know, I, I wish I could sell more. I'd make more sales calls. I just don't have the time. Think about that. They don't have time for the number one activity that fulfills their most important job function or obligation. So what's the problem? You're probably thinking that the answer is, well, time management. They don't have time management skills. But if you think about it, let's get real about time management. You can't manage time. In other words, you can't make time go slower. Sometimes you wish you could slow things down so you had more time to do the things you want to do. And when you're with those unsavory customers or things aren't going well, you sure wish you could speed things up. But you can't do that. You can't manage time in that way. Uh, can you save time? People, I'm, I'm trying to save time. You know, can you take some time that you didn't use a few minutes ago and put it over here and bank it for later? Boy, wouldn't it be cool if you could do that? If time was cumulative and you could just bank time, you can't save time. The problem is that when we talk about time management, it's really about prioritizing the tasks and activities you have to do in your job. And here's the challenge. The typical medical rep either fails to prioritize these tasks and activities or to prioritize their accounts. Because again, all accounts are not related equal. A very important distinction that you have to make as a medical sales professional. In other words, there's more accounts you should be spending more time with and some accounts you should be spending less time with as well. How do you determine that? Well, this is part of the time management skill. But really what we're talking about here is having an overall comprehensive an overall comprehensive plan to be able to engage with all accounts consistently and prioritizing your most valuable accounts and prioritizing the activities and tasks that you perform at any given moment. Now, again, this probably sounds good. Sounds pretty simple. You know, if you're, you know, listening to this right now or wherever you are, but we all know that no matter how carefully you prepare your schedule in healthcare sales, it's going to change. The you-know-what hits the fan frequently. And listen, it comes with the, if you'll pardon the term, comes with the territory. In this case, literally. You know your schedule or plans will frequently get derailed. So here's the thing. If you know this, you have to build this into your schedule because it is going to happen. The goal is to allow yourself time for these interruptions but also to have a way to get quickly back on track once the crisis or the unexpected event is over. So then you could start to focus on more sales time again. Remember, the focus always has to be sales time, sales time, sales time. Only if you're interested in earning more and being more successful in hitting quota. So what about managing a territory? Territories are different. You know, some are big. Some are small. Again, it's easy to go where you're called or where you want to go. But if you need to spend an hour or more out of your day traveling, driving, 
or even an entire day. For those of you who have huge territories, or maybe you have to drive 12 hours to get somewhere, or you have to get on an airplane and fly there, here's an important question to ask yourself. How do you maximize the time at your destination? Now, you're going there for a reason. You're either going there for some kind of a customer service activity, or you are going there to make a sales call. So how do you manage this day in and day out? It's about managing the territory. Part of it is geographical. Part of it are time and scheduling concerns. But how do you do this, especially when so much of your time is devoted to this? Remember, I said a little while ago that a typical sales rep They devote less than 10% of their time in actual sales activities. What are they doing the rest of the time? Driving, traveling, customer service activities, job support activities such as call reports or logging into the CRM, whatever it is. So it's very important to be able to manage the territory and manage your time. It's crippling if you don't. And not only that, but I like to remind medical reps of this reality. You and your competitors all have 24 hours in a day. You have the same amount of time in the day, all things being equal. In other words, if your sales skills are equal, you both have a product that's of equal quality and desirability in the marketplace. The person, the sales representative who manages his or time better will have more sales opportunities and therefore all things being equal will sell more and earn more. So time and territory management isn't like just a nice to have. It is truly a competitive advantage when it's applied properly. So I've been talking about this from the standpoint of selling your job. What about your personal life? And what about avoiding burnout? Because one of the challenges with medical sales is that a lot of reps burn out pretty quickly. It can happen if you don't know how to manage your time. Now, frequently, if you're on LinkedIn or in other places, you will hear a lot of medical reps say that, well, you know, medical sales, it's a lifestyle business. And I have to tell you, it's not that they're wrong. In most cases, they're right. But I just cringe when I hear people say that. Yeah, your job does become your lifestyle but it shouldn't. It becomes a lifestyle because it can take over almost every aspect of your life. So I want to be clear on this. And I don't, I don't care how devoted you are to your job. I want you to be honest with yourself. Is your job the reason you live? Is it the reason you exist? If there was nothing in the world but your job, would you be satisfied with your life? In other words, from morning to night, During all your waking hours, all you did was work as a medical sales professional. Now, chances are, morning to night, maybe that is all you do. But is that your goal? Your job is not your life, unless you want it to be. Your job is fuel for your life. It's what enables you to have a roof over your head, to be able to take care of yourself and your family, and to provide for your future, and to do some fun stuff. I mean, when you've got a tough demanding, stressful job like medical sales, it's important to do the fun stuff. Your job is about so much more, excuse me, your life is about so much more than your work. It's about doing the things you enjoy and spending time with people you care about. 
And some of you who've lost people, um, and usually the older you get, the more people you lose. In fact, that's a reality. But it seems like you've got a long way to go. You don't have to worry about losing people. You're here for the long term. And it seems like everything the way it is right now is just going to continue that way. It's not what happens. People do get sick. You will lose people. They might lose you. Who knows? That's why it's important to spend time with the people you care about and doing the things that you care about doing. You know, let's fast forward 50 or 60 or 80 years from now. And you're about to take your last breath lying on your deathbed. I promise you, one of the things you're not going to be thinking is, wow, I wish I would have put in more hours at work. No, you're going to be thinking about all the things you didn't do and the people you didn't spend time with. You know, for most of my early career in medical sales, I didn't take a vacation. In fact, I did not take a vacation for my first eight years as a medical rep. And I was able to rationalize it. I'm building a business. Uh, My accounts need me here. If I go away, this is giving my competition an opening. They could come in and steal my business. So for seven years, I did not take a freaking vacation. And I was going out of my mind. You know, a day off would happen on a Saturday or Sunday if I didn't get called in for a case. Um, And most of the time, usually one of those days, I did. Just, you know, again, came with the territory. Well, in the year eight or year nine, I forget exactly when it was, I took a week off. And it was really cool. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I was stressed out the whole time. And my office was calling me to ask me questions, you know, because an account called. So it wasn't fully a vacation. And I think in this business, you'll never fully have a vacation unless you have the right team working with you. But um, for the next seven years after I took that week and, and my life didn't end, nothing fell apart. I didn't lose any business. I didn't lose any customers. So for the next seven years, I took a week off. And I always felt like it wasn't enough because when you take a vacation, you know how it is. If your medical sales, you're going, 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 especially if you're a type A or a subtype A personality, you're used to being on the go from like four o'clock in the morning till 10 or 11 o'clock at night. And you don't just throw a switch and turn that off. It doesn't happen. So I would find that that one week of vacation, it took me four or five days till I finally got into vacation mode. Uh, which meant I'd have one day on vacation and then the seventh day was usually traveling back and then I was back at work. So it really wasn't a a total vacation if you know what I'm talking about. So uh, after doing the one week vacation for about seven years, I, I, I finally hired a team to work with me. I had support reps. I had other people managing, you know, different aspects of my business. I took two weeks, went to Europe. I mean, like far away. You're not going to call me easily when I'm in Europe, you know, especially back then. Cell phone were very expensive. We didn't have the, the means of communicating like we do now. We're, right now, it's, it's relatively free, or it is free. Uh, so two weeks, and, you know, again, took, you know, four or five days to calm down. But then I had a vacation. And I just learned to adapt the attitude. Well, you know what? There are people back there who are looking out for my interests, watching the territory, and whatever happens, whatever crises happen, I'll deal with it when I get back because I need this time for me. I need this time for my wife and I to enjoy Europe or whatever we were doing. 
And that's what I did. Now, again, the, the world didn't end. It didn't end. And by doing this, by taking these vacations, at least for that period of time, it relieved the risk of burnout a little bit. I'm not going to lie to you, it was still there because as soon as I was back in, boom, you know, you're going again, managing people, managing accounts, managing surgeries. It was a lot. Burnout in medical sales is high. Now, I did a LinkedIn survey a few months ago and I asked this question. I said, what are your thoughts regarding remaining in medtech sales for your entire working career? And I'm posting the results of this uh, right here. I'm going to flash it up on the screen. Uh, for those of you who are watching the video, um, 41% said they plan to make it their career. Now, if you think about it, that means there's 59% who did not plan on making their career. In other words, they want to go somewhere else. Now, some of the answers were conditional. 31% said they would remain in medical sales if the pay remained high, because as we all know, you know, commissions are coming down. Oftentimes, prices are being squeezed with contracts and whatnot. And 12% said they would move to a different medtech role. Oftentimes, this would be outside of sales, maybe in sales management, maybe to become a distributor uh, or some sort of internal role with a company. But 15% were very open. They said they hope to do something else. Okay, so uh, 41% said they plan on making it their career, which means 59% said they didn't. But 15% said they just hope to be able to do something else. And the reason is because of the stress and the burnout. So let me ask you, what creates burnout for you? For most people, from talking to them, it's usually the feeling like they lack control over their time and their life. In other words, they don't get to do the things that they want to do. If, if you've been in medical sales for any period of time, and you're on call, you know that your plans sometimes get scrapped. I can't tell you how many times I had tickets for a concert. Um, and I had to tell my friends, go without me, man. You know, um, you know, sell the tickets if you can, but you know, have a good time. I even had a, a, a vacation that I had planned, an amazing vacation um, in England, uh, where uh, one of my friends had arranged for a group of us to fly an antique military aircraft over a two-week period to have an amazing experience. My interest was flying and to actually get a chance to fly these planes all over England. And at the last minute, I had a bailout because there was too much going on in my territory. I was crushed by this. You see, I recognize that I don't have absolute control over my life. Because in medical sales, you have to be responsive to customers. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. This is how you build your business. It's how you build the relationship. It's how you build trust. So no, as a medical sales representative, you will never be able to control absolutely everything. But there are things that you can control, such as how you use your time. And to be more productive in terms of using that time. Again, you and your competition, in fact, all of us, we all have the same number of hours in a day. What's going to determine your success and ultimately your happiness to a large extent is how you use that time. So one of the ways to take more control of this time is to develop these time and territory management 
skills. Now, you certainly can do this on your own. There's, there's plenty of help. There's videos you can watch. But I'm telling you, in medical sales, it's different because um, most typical time and territory management programs will teach you how to organize your day so that everything is very neat, you know, stacked up. And that's never the way it happens in medical sales. You know that. Your day is always going to be derailed. So it's important that you learn the right strategies and tactics to be able to adapt and build these these times for the unplanned crisis into your day and to be able to get quickly back on track and to be able to continue to move forward. So if you want a shortcut, I'm for so long I've been asked about this by people, do you have a time and territory management program? And I've been offering this at the corporate level for a long period of time, but I, I didn't really have something other than my medical sales academy course, which as you know, is a significant investment. So I created something because this is so critical for medical reps to be able to do this. I call it the Medical Sales Time and Territory Management Training Course. It's available for a, a very low investment. Uh, but more importantly, I'm, I'm urging you to go over to the webpage to find out about it and learn how it can seriously impact not just your job. Not your, you know, I'm not talking about just your medical sales outcomes. I'm talking about your entire life and in terms, and truthfully, your entire medical sales career. So you can check it out by going to medicalsalescourses.com forward slash time. Again, medicalsalescourses.com forward slash time. And look, however you solve your time and territory management challenges, <laughs> please do it now before you burn out, before you want to tear your hair out of your head. What's really cool is that once you learn these strategies and tactics, the results are almost instantaneous. Things get better right away because you're, you're thinking about your territory different. You're, you're focusing on different things than you did before, the things that matter and the things that will give you that ROI that you're looking for, whether it's financial or just in terms of your, your life and your, your sanity. But give yourself the gift of doing that wherever you get it. Because when you manage your time in your territory, when you sell more and you're happier, that's a win-win in my book. Thanks for being a part of the medical sales community and for making the investment that you do every day to make healthcare better. You know, healthcare can't function without the supplies and services that allow it to run. You're one of the unsung heroes in healthcare. So thank you. And don't forget, no matter what you do in your medical sales career, the patient always comes first. But in order to serve the patient, you also have to serve yourself. That's what this whole episode has been about. Thank you for being here. I look forward to seeing you again soon on the Medical Sales Guru Podcast and the Medical Sales Channel. I'm Mace Haroff. Bye for now. <laughs>